Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. And if I cried two tears for her, that would be the most that I would give to her. She left me stranded in my nightmares, taking pictures of my memories, she right there. Twisting on the blade in my heart deep, always on my mind so I can't sleep. She used to tell me she was all mine. Now the only way I see the broad is online. I'm doing drugs trying to feel you. I'm killing me trying to kill you. I built my whole life around you. I thought I found it all when I found her. Shopping sprees on whatever coast. How'd you really feel? I may never know. And as I ride through these streets with my hand on my heat, eyes red from the sweet side, realize some things never change once in love and don't, you don't look at it the same, man. Fuck love, cause she don't live here. I'm soaking blood, but I'm still here. Hip-hop, heartbreak, straight lace, deep bass, 808 plus the mixtapes. Got a nigga feeling like an open lecture. Get away, now you're all in the lectures. Being studied by the college's professors. Now I regret the day I met ya. I'll be the first one to say it. She ain't the one you wanna play with. I'll fuck hip hop. And if, and, if, and if I cried two tears for her, that would be the most that I can give to her. I am Joseph, Daryl, Jason, Dr. Dre, O'Shea, and a host of those who passed away. Today, I'm Drake, I'm Wayne, 2 Chain. You say you want to rap to this bitch, you must commit. Then you're a slave to your grave. You won't get out, you cannot quit. She menstruates weekly. Her vibe covers keep you warm, but the source to her heart is love. Word up, right on, you know how girls are. She love when you licking on her world star, kissing on her belly. Trick on her at Onyx. Confused fans think that she illuminates demonic, but she's the object of my affection. God's essence, God's she bought me Bentleys, Brightlands, made some friends resent me for writing about my life. They thought I should have stayed quiet. She took me to places I would have never saw without her. And she took me for my girl powder. I doubt I'll ever be the same. Uh, hollow be thy name. Give me strength so I don't do the same. Like a rental James, Brad Warmy. While driving this all born Ferrari. Never follow when her games. I fuck around and I'll be sorry. But I try to use the rider. For dollars, not the fame. She slowed me down and had me guzzling on cups of lane. She's a middle-aged cougar. Showing young as the dream. Notice she wasn't breathing for a second. Then I screamed, she's dead. And everybody took it out on that. I was just looking out for my music family. Wasn't trying to claim her to myself. She's yours. You can have her. She's a motherfucking whore. I fuck hip hop. And if I cried two tears for her, that would be the most that I would give to her. She ain't the one you want to play with. You say you want to rap to this bitch. You must commit. And if, and, if, and if I cried two tears 
Can the church say amen? amen we're going to do another offering right now. We're going to do another one in 15 minutes. And we're going to do one more right after that. Yes. Women, you're looking so very beautiful in here today. Some of you with the same thing on from the club last night. The Lord give up and the Lord take up away. Oh, Lord Jesus, I wish you take up away. Sister Mary's wig. Oh, you disrespecting the house of God with that thing. It don't even look real. Oh, it's testimony time. Oh, who is that? Young Chris Bridges. Boy, I'm glad you finally grew into the meal. Go on and testify. Lord, please forgive me for the mistakes I've made. And thanks for keeping my mama safe when she wrecked my Escalade. See, I could replace a Cadillac, but I can't replace my mama. I'm sorry for the hip-hop beats. We sorry for the drama. But you got to understand, us rappers ain't never had nothing. And one's loss is another's gain, so we got to grab something. Lord, got so many questions I need to answer to. And sorry for the things I put my baby's mama through. I feel that women are really the strongest human beings, but why do you make them so emotional? And other minor things, I guess it's your way of saying we gotta love them and gotta praise them, cause without them we'd be nothing. Plus our kids, they gotta raise them while we out and about and seeing what life has to offer. But if you offer a new life, then what we need is better fathers. Either I'm smarter cause of my daughter, or I'm just too dense. I'm 28 years old, it just now started. Making sense, and I've been searching so long. I was lost in the clouds. I'm trying to stay strong and make you proud. It took me some time, but now I Time of fans that I was being rude. I'm only human, I'm not always in the best of moods. But thanks for giving the gift of rap to write my feelings down. And sorry for cursing sometimes, but feelings make me shout them out. Forgive the people that want to blame everything on rap music. If they didn't live it, they can't relate or even adapt to it. Forgive those who don't think I'm great and want to see me go. Forgive Oprah for editing most of my comments off a show. Don't get me wrong, I know some people got an image to hold. But those who criticize the youth might just be getting too old. We still traveling through life, finding what's right or wrong. I know some folks may not agree or even like this song. But I'm just speaking my truth, because I heard it set you free. And my conversations with God, even though he speaks through me, I'm smarter because of my daughter, and I'm not too dense. 
I'm 28 years old, it just now started making sense And I've been searching so long I've been searching so long I been lost in the clouds I admit that I've been lost in the clouds I'm just trying to stay strong I'm just trying to stay strong, man You know I'm gonna make you proud I know life is full of contradictions I'm trying to become a better man Praying for redemption Each and every day Hallelujah That's the cross thing Came with some words of encouragement Mr. Eddie Long What you just heard is real life It's real life for you, it's real life for many It's about where you've been Yet at the same time, you hey, you find yourself In the midst of conflict and turmoil Yes, I'm talking to you In the midst of conflict and turmoil Because you realize, hey It's time to change right now And in the middle of that, I want to say this The Bible says that when I was a child I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I fought as a child. Hey, but when I became a man, I put away those childish things. Did you not know that your environment has shaped you? Where you were born, in the projects, in the ghettos, in the upper downtown, wherever it was, the people around you, the things around you, caused you to do strange things because you were seeking to learn, but what you learned was on the streets and not in the book. God called you a prophet. When you open up your mouth, everything of God comes out, and it commands attention. It commands change. I'm talking about the power that's inside of you. And in the midst, when you're starting to understand that I caught the wrong message, and now it's time, I'm hearing from God. What amazing experience as you hear from God. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Somebody needs to hear that. And behold, everything becomes new. And when everything becomes new in you, it's time to stop the killing. I said it's time to stop the stealing. It's time to stop disrespecting our women. It's time for us to come home and raise our children. It's time for us to really mold our communities. It's time for us not to get hooked up in religion, but to get hooked up in relationships with God. And the amazing thing about it is wherever you find yourself right now, you can confess and you can tell God, I'm sorry. I had the wrong cue. I was doing the wrong thing. I was going after things that I thought were right, but it wasn't right. And now that I'm getting it right, I'm asking you to forgive me. And I may have done the things that they said I did, but I'm not who they say I am. I am who you made me to be. And I'm changing in that. And it takes a few moments, but every time I fall down, I'll get right back up, and every time I make a wrong turn, I'll get myself back in line, because I recognize I have been called for such a time as this, you can't resist the change, and you're not condemned by your yesterday, if you can grab hold of your now, and move in your destiny, move, change, and be now. Yeah. 
yo, yo, what it do, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for thank you for holding. Welcome to the Skybox. This is chill. Hi, everybody. Sorry I'm late. Tag on technical difficulties. What's going on, chill? What's going on? What's going on? What's up? Oh, man, we are here tonight. Let's, let's get into it. Yeah, we ain't got uh, much time again. Like I said, we got a lot going on tonight, though. You got the World Series and you got NBA opening tip off right now. I'm actually watching the Spurs versus the OKC. The Spurs are actually down by one to OKC, one hundred to ninety-nine. See, the Spurs bought over in New Jersey, though. Kind of like him. Not to give me one. I think he's going to talk about the Spurs. Okay. I think he's going to talk about the Spurs. You know. You already know what's coming. I mean, hey. This is what happens when your team play on ESPN. You want to see the Spurs. I mean, the World Series, you know, the World Series started yesterday and Kansas City, they got they 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 got the first victory uh, over the Mets, so they got a one nothing lead over there. That's I think that's gonna be a fun series to watch. It's gonna be very exciting to watch. They're actually speaking of the Royals, they're actually leading four one, top of the seventh. There you go. I mean, I still I still think, I still got the Royals winning this. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going to be a fun series to watch. You know, just the one thing about the Royals, though, is that, you know, they got to try not to be, you know, the cardiac kids, especially in this sort of environment, in this type of situation. You don't want to be cardiac kids and having to have a lot of these comebacks. Everything. Like, right now they have a lead, and, you know, hopefully they can keep that lead and expound on that lead and make it, make it a 2 nothing advantage in the series. That game wasn't a commercial. But let's get into it, though, champ. I mean, World Series, NBA, college football, NFL, NHL. What about that? What about that? Know. What about that comeback? Though? What about that comeback, though? That comeback was nice. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I was excited to see my team pull that off. I was with. Really caught my eye though that it wasn't just Kirk Cousins, it wasn't just a team victory. Jay Gruden actually made halftime adjustments for the first time in his coaching career. He's made adjustments at halftime, he actually broke down a game plan for the skin. Like, that was possibly the best coached game I've seen from him. I mean, everything was on point. It was organized. It was great. It put them in a position to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. 
Can I just go on the record and say I'm still not sold on Kirk Cousins, though? I mean, I'm, of course I'm not. I mean, he had a great second half. I mean, I'm just I'm just not sold on him. He had the one turnover, which was a fumble. He didn't throw any interceptions. That's a good thing. But I'm I'm still not sold on him because I want to see this consistently. I don't want to see, you know, a flash here and there. I want to see it consistently uh, on a consistent basis. And what's to say that after this bye, they go into the game against New England, he just all of a sudden throws four interceptions and can't hit the broad side of a barn standing five feet in front of it and, you know, things like that. I just, you know, I want to see, I want to see consistency. I want to see this done on a consistent basis. Oh, I, I think we're far from that. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, Gruden has put his basic career in his name on Kirk Cousins, and Kirk needs to needs to produce, you know, because the coach is basically is saying he's the one to give, you know, he's supposed, he's, you know, the franchise quarterback, what have you, what have you, and so that's that's why I'm like, you know, show me something, you know, show me something more than just one game. You know what I'm saying? Show, don't show me just, you know, you can go out there and be like, you know, one game, yeah, I'm awesome, and then the like, oops, I'm me again. You know, show me something every game that you can be awesome or at least consistent and, you know, not turn the ball over, uh, not, you know, give the other team a chance to, to win, not keep your defense out there on the field and effing, you know, being effing uh, you know, running themselves ragged and everything like that. You know, do that's that's what I want. You know, that's what I want out of here, out of out of Kirk Cousins. Be you know, keep your team fresh. Keep your team. You know, keep your defense fresh. Go out there, play. You know, play smart football. Uh, run the football is my thing. I mean, they're still not running the football. They only had like fifty, I think fifty four yards of, r- of rushing. Um, this game, so you know that that's something that that that, that needs to, ha- to change. They need to start running the ball a lot more. You can't be, you know, you know, uh, you can't be that type where you're one dimensional. Because if you're one dimensional, you're gonna make yourself, you're gonna expose yourself. And exposing yourself is illegal in in, in pretty much a lot of places. Just so you know. All right, here, here, here's my take on it. All right, I give Kurt, I give Kurt, I give Jay big credit. But again, I, like you said, I want to see this consistent. Everybody praising Kirk Cousins like he just won a Super Bowl or he just won a gold medal or he did something great. Yeah, he came back from a twenty-four to nothing deficit. I'll give him credit for it. He was put in position too. Come back from that twenty that twenty four point deficit. But 
he has yet won back-to-back games as a starter. Let's get that. Let's get that done first. Let him win two games in a row, three games in a row, four games in a row. Let him be consistent, not to throw any interceptions, overthrow receivers, throw the ball behind receivers. Let him consistently actually read the defense. Let him consistently view the entire field. Look for a shutdown receiver. Switch to switch his protection. All all the basic fundamentals of being a starting quarterback. Let's consistently get a great Kirk Cousins performance. Can we you can we get that first? I mean, it's so many Kirk Cousins things out here. Oh, my God. It's Wednesday, and they are still celebrating this win. Like, they, they're they up here talking about getting the you like that shirt, this, that, and the other. I mean, I mean, this is comical to me because, I mean, the guy had one brilliant second half. He basically had one good half of football, and all of a sudden the dubbing is like the savior. I mean, they're treating this man like he's Tom Brady. Like, he's not at that level. I'm not going to take nothing from Kirk Cousins. He has earned He has earned my respect somewhat over the, over this game. He's earned a little of my respect. But I'm not going to praise him like, he, like he's on that level. He's not yet. I mean, he has potential to be. He still needs work. But right now, no. I mean, it was one great half. Can we please get get that consistency out of us? That's all I ask. I like the fact that all you know, he comes out, he does does well. Then he comes out, you know, in the locker room yelling, "You like that? You like that?" The next thing you know, is a freaking T-shirt. Like, 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 come on, man. Like I said, the motherfucker had one good half of football. One good half. I won't say he had a, a good game. He had a good half of football. And yet now all of a sudden we're coming out with T-shirts? Like, is that what we're doing in 2015? Because if that's what we're doing, uh, y'all can miss me with that. I, I, I'll pass. Because, again, I'm not sold on, you know, Kirk Cousins. I'm not sold on, uh, you know, this whole thing of, you know, him being the savior. I'm not sold. I'm just not sold. And you're not going to sell me on buying a damn shirt because he yelled, you like that, you like that, after having a good half of football, for crying out loud. This is not going to happen. Um, if he somehow keeps it consistent and he, you know, and he brings us to the to the playoffs, you know, I'll give him his props. But right now I'm still not sold on him. Because there's still there's still games left to play. And there's still plenty of opportunities for him to show his his, his true colors and uh you know, bringing us down further into the basement. Speaking of basement though, how about how about them cowboys? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you started off with that one. Oh, uh, yes. For the fourth straight time, the Dallas Cowboys lost. 
they want to. You can say it's their injuries, but this seems to have the same amount of injuries. I mean, all they're really missing is Daz and Romo. I mean, the skins. Shoot, we missing both our starting corners. We missing two out of our three tight ends. Shoot, we just got Trent Wings and Jordan Reed back. We are missing our starting safety, starting left guard. I mean, we're hurt. But we're not using injuries as an excuse. But yes, this this past Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys started Matt Castle. Who don't, those don't remember Matt Castle? He was the guy that stepped up in New England for Tom Brady when he went down there. That castle's trash. That castle's trash. It was shown. It was shown on Sunday. He's trash. There's a reason why he was he wasn't in the league for a while and why he was a backup for most of his career. He's trash. He's awful. That man went out there through what? Three interceptions? Three interceptions. And one of the, a couple of those interceptions was just like, what the hell were you thinking, dude? I will say this, though. I will say this. But hold, hold on, hold on. I actually got to get into this. Uh, they actually, even with those three turnovers, they still had a chance to win that game against Eli Manning and the New York Giants. I mean, their defense kept them in that game. What hurt them was pretty much special teams. I mean, the way that game ended with Cole Beasley muffing a punt. Yes, I actually... Uh, had to talk trash to a few Cowboy fans. Actually, asked them, so was his was his drop a catch? Few of them got a little salty about that. I'm just saying. I mean, they they've been yelling. Dad's caught that since January, so I want to know did Cole did Cole catch that? No, okay. But I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, they still had a chance. I mean, this defense, this defense has looked better in the past two games. I will give them that much credit. Can we, can we, but hold up. Speaking of the defense, can we talk about Greg Hardy though, man? What the, what the hell was wrong with this dude? Honestly, I mean, the Cowboys knew they was getting into when they signed him. I mean, I understand his frustration. I mean, special teams, you just saw your special teams give up the ball just like that. I mean, defense was playing balls out. I mean, I can understand his frustration, but, I mean, knocking the clipboard out of the special teams coach's hands, I mean, nah. I mean, I thought it was, I thought that was uncalled for. I can, understand, I can understand his frustration again, but at the same time, it's a way to handle situation. I mean, especially when Greg Hardy. 
What about Dez though? Trying to get, trying to calm down, and he all up in in Dez's face, like, man, like, man, if you don't get out of my face, all kind of stuff. Rick Hardy got angry at you, though. This is obvious. I mean, I'm. I mean, that's nothing new though. Like again, the Cowboys knew what they were getting into when they signed him. Greg Hardy has never been a cool-minded individual, like, despite what people think. I mean, he's a great player. He's a hell of a pass rusher, but he's always had anger issues. I mean, that, 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 that's obvious. You know, it's obvious. I just, you know, I just find it that, you know, Dez... You know, God bless Des. You know, he is. I think they said mentioned it that he is a captain uh, on the team. So I guess he felt the need to approach Greg and be like, "Hey, listen. You know, calm down. You know, that's uncalled for. You know, knocking the clipboard out of the coach's hand, trying to do that. You know, Bosley, Bosley. And then next thing you know, he he yelling at him." Hey, we all know Des is a fiery dude. He ain't gonna take being, you know, punked out like that in front of nobody. So, I mean, I don't know what Des said to Greg Hardy to try to either calm him down, or maybe he tried, or maybe he said something and antagonized him. I don't know. No, we don't know. All I know is that if Des is really one of the captains on that team, and you know, being a captain, he decided to. You know, come to a teammate and be like, you know, calm down. It's, you know, it's not that serious. You know, you gotta get focused on the on the next on you know next series, next play, what have you. And you know, he felt, you know, he didn't want to listen to it. Then you know, you gotta look at Greg Hardy and be like, this is why Carolina didn't want you no more. But if Des, you know, came at him and it was antagonizing, then you gotta be like, okay. Des, you're injured. You're you're not in uniform. You're in street clothes. Leave it alone. I understand you're captain. Leave it alone. Period. And so, but because I don't know what was said, I can't really say who was wrong or who was right. I just got to go by, you know, see what I saw, and I saw an individual who, you know, got got off on a on a domestic violence charge. And it's obvious that he has, you know, anger issues. That's just. I mean, like this is nothing new. I mean, this is a guy who's uh, who's had multiple incidents on and off the field. So that doesn't surprise me. I mean, this is how. I mean, this is why he was released by the Carolina Man. This is. At the same time, this is why this is what Dallas signed in the offseason. So you can't be surprised at what you're getting out of this guy. I mean, like I said, I don't blame Greg Hardy for being mad. I mean, you play you played you played your butt off, you and your defense. And you lose to you lose because your punt returner must a punt. Completely must have I mean, slipped straight through his hands. He got recovered as soon as it slipped out of his hands by, by a giant player. So I understand the anger. But at the same time, be a grown man. Be a leader. 
knocking the clipboard out of out of the special teams coach's hands with showers. I think that the the That's anger and everything came out. before. I think the anger and I think the anger and everything came before the muff punt because the muff punt ended the game, but the whole thing with the anger and everything happened during the game, like I think earlier than that. But either way, like either way, when it happened, the fact that it happened, and now it didn't happen, but it was captured on video, live on live TV, is just proof positive that you know, Greg Harden needs needs to get his shit get, needs to get his shit in check. Period. Need to get shit in check. But also, speaking of teams that need to get their shit in check, what about the Ravens, though? Hey, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I'm uh, I'm looking at this Ravens team who's been a contender in the AFC for the past several years. Now this team, what's the record now? One and what, five? Hey, one and five or one and six. I mean, this team is not even playing respectable football anymore. I mean, they lost some close games, but at the same time, this is a team that people are used to seeing being at least two, four and two, one and five, one and six, something like that around this time of the year. People are not used to seeing the Ravens with only one win. People are not used to seeing the Redskins with a better record than the Ravens at this point. I don't know what kind of I, I don't know what's going on in Baltimore. I don't know what's happening with Harbar coaching his team. Honestly, they are missing they are missing a lot of depth in their receiving pool. Anytime where Steve Smith is still your best receiver and your only consistent receiver and your main target, there's a problem. I mean, you truly you truly can see that the loss of Toy Smith is really hurting them. Not only that, but you gotta you also remember the loss on the defensive side of Terrell. You also gotta think about the loss on the defensive side with Ter- with Terrell Suggs being out for the season. That that was a big loss uh, for this team because everybody knows that the Ravens has always been known. For, for more for their defense than they have their offense. So I mean that is true. That is true. Here's my here's 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 the point I'm about to bring to you though. How many okay. times have the Ravens been without Terrell Suggs? They've they won seasons they... where they didn't have Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs has has been quite injury prone over the over the past few years. So I can't even blame that on the loss of Charles Suggs because even w- even without Suggs, their defense in the past has played to a high level. So I'm not going to blame that on the loss of Charles Tur- of Suggs because it's deeper than that. If you look at this offense, if you look at this Ravens offense, I mean, Blacko really doesn't have no one to throw the ball to. He doesn't have any he doesn't have any real playmakers or threats outside of Steve Smith. Yeah, I mean that is that is a true true statement that um, you know offensively they are they are lacking the weapons that they need to um, 
to, 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 to make it, especially in a division as tough as the AFC North. Uh, but again, like I said, their their main trademark has always been their defense. And I mean, yeah, they haven't been without Suggs quite a bit. But you also have to think about the fact that Haloli Nada is no longer there. That he was always the mainstay in the in their defense that you know on the line. And now you know you lose those two, and you got a lot of you know new new and different faces on that defensive side. It's just Again, it's just it's a Ravens team that you don't recognize, and it's showing. Yeah, because is, I mean that is that is true. But we have, we actually got two callers on. Uh oh, I'm about to bring both of them on at the same time. Let's, let's do this. All right. I wish Welcome my to the sky was to this Baltimore. I just wish it was. Yo, what it do? Sounds like the big hurt. Oh man, what's going on, y'all? What's happening? Uh-oh, what is you hurt? Big hurt. Big hurt is into the skybox. You know what? And 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 I apologize for not calling earlier. Just Wednesdays are are, are hectic, as they are for all of us. But dude, yeah, trust me, I do. Yeah. Man, I'm still coming off this uh, Redskins hangover. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what's going on, man? What are we talking about tonight? Right now, we we're, we're talking about uh, we're talking about the collapse of the Baltimore Ravens. Shoot! <sighs> like, I mean, I, I've never seen the Ravens this bad, even since their, even when, since they first moved to Baltimore. Like, what's going on? Like, honestly, Flacco has no other receiver, other consistent receivers outside of Steve Smith. I mean, I thought Marlon Bryant was going to be something special, but I'm not saying that right now. Um, here's here's my thing. Here's my thing um, about the Ravens. I think it's worse for them because they're so used to winning. They're so used to being perennial Super Bowl contenders, like every season. That this season, yep. people are so shocked. People are like, "Oh my God, they're 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 losing." You know what I'm saying? Like, when was the last time they had a losing season? Actually, two seasons ago, they felt them in the playoffs, but not it wasn't that bad because I mean they was only out by like a game or two. This year, like they might be on a verge of not winning five games. Oof. And, and, I, mean, and I, got, hate to see, I hate to see it happen to them because they, they, they work hard. They work hard every year. They work hard every single year. What? They were 10 and 6 and 14. Well, they were 8 and 8 and 13. They didn't make the playoffs, but they were only 8 and 8. Um, yeah. Let's see, they won the world title in 2012. Um, they made it to the NFC. They made it to uh, keep in the playoffs in 2011. Deep in the playoffs in 2010. Yeah, 2011. Um, that was the uh, they lost to New England in the, in the AFC Championship. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, that New England team is fire. Yeah, I feel bad for them because you know if they have fans like we have fans, 
It doesn't matter how much you win. All it takes is one season. And there have been people up there waiting for Flacco to have a bad year. Ever since he got that monster contract, which, by the way, made it harder for them to get quality wide receivers. Yeah, that it is. <laughs> After he got that contract, people have just been waiting for him like one bad season and we can just go in on how overpaid he is. And I feel bad for them because they're a quality organization and I would love to have some of their front office stuff down here. You know, you know what? I'm not you know, gonna you know, I mean, I yeah. wanted all the down. Like I've seen what he's what he's done to this franchise. Like I mean, he completely built teams around here. I mean, he gave them some of the best talent in the NFL. I think I just heard yeah. somebody else trying to chime in. I'm getting ready to go in, and I, I, again, again, I'm not, I'm not a big sport. This is Black Chelsea here. Um, at the end of the day, the Ravens, they pulled out 18 points. They won in six against the Cardinals, you know, it was five and two. And, and the Ra- the Ravens lost 18 26 against the Cardinals, okay? At the end of the day, one in six does not measure the capability of the Baltimore Ravens. But, but, but for me, for me, and again, not, 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 not a big sports guy. But for me, what I want to ask is, does what, what about the measurement of the fan base? You know, the, the fans out in Baltimore remind me of the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, where I'm from. You know, it, it definitely reminds me of the Redskins fans, you know, where, where, where we all live at. You know, you have a bad season or two or in, in certain teams, a bunch. Do you give up on your team? Is it, is it a possibility? You know, I, I don't think you should. I think if you're a loyal fan, I think in, in certain in certain aspects, you know, Baltimore rivals Pittsburgh. Baltimore rivals, uh, you know, the Redskins. I mean, and, and, and I, it's weird that everybody thought that, of all these years, everybody thought that the uh, Ravens fans were so diehard but all of a sudden, we're seeing that unravel this year. Gentlemen, am I wrong about that? Honestly, you're not. Because, I, mean, I, I mean, if you look at it from the baseball point of view, when the Orioles were losing before they started winning, there, were, there weren't that many fans that came for yards like that. I mean, all of a sudden, they, they make postseason play, and, oh, shit, the Orioles are back. This was so their fan base. So... It's, I mean, it's a lot of disloyal fans. I mean, a lot of fans don't want to pay to see a team lose. But, I mean, I'm, I'm a skin fan, so I've seen my franchise lose for 20-plus years. I mean, I'm still here. I'm still buying merchandise. I'm still supporting my team. Win, lose, or draw. Exactly. And that's, that's, the, that's the main thing. That's the main sticking point right there is that you know, you still going to have, you know, we still support this franchise despite the fact that, you know, there's been, you know, successes few and far between. You know, we're still going to always wear jerseys, wear shirts, wear the colors, and everything like that. You know, Ravens fans, I mean, I wouldn't say they're, I wouldn't say they're 100% disloyal, but they are, the large majority of them are pretty disloyal. 
um, you know, they'll be quick to jump all, you know, jump off the bandwagon when things get rough. And then when things get better, they're back on the bandwagon. You know, that stadium's all full and they're all chanting, whoa, you know, that, 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 that thing. And um, it, it's, it's, I, you know, I look at that fan base and I look at the, you know, fan base like the Seattle Seahawks. Like, can anybody who's on the line right now honestly say they knew somebody who was a Seahawks fan even before they switched from the AFC to the NFC? See, I would have took it back even further, back in the uh, Steve Larson days, the Jim Zorn days, the Kurt Warner, that, the quarterback Kurt Warner, the running back Kurt Warner that Seattle actually traded for. <laughs> I knew not one Seahawks fan. I mean, outside of the kid, outside of the uh, the Indian guy from uh, Free Willy, but that was it. He was the only person I've ever seen wear a Seahawks hat. And that was in the movie. That's sad. Jesus Christ. I well, know Seattle. I know one Seattle Seahawks fan. And she's actually from. Um, she's actually from uh, the state of Washington. And um, she don't use condoms, but she kind of had to use condoms. So I don't know. Oh wow. Uh, I actually knew like three people from from Seattle. Actually, they were born they were born in Seattle, but they moved to this area, and they all grew to for the Cowboys. So, like I said, I knew I didn't know any. Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, like I said, the Ravens. It's been said they're so used to winning, so used to being so successful, and the fact that right now. They're they're sitting at one win at this point in the season. It's it's definitely a surprise, and I think you know a lot of people are going to point the fingers one at you know Flacco's contract and keeping them from being able to get the weapons for him, and two you know some of the you know the big losses on defense of Suggs and 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 Haloti Nada, and you know not being able to have the pieces to fit uh, for their departure for their their the, for their not being there for their absence. Uh, honestly, I it's I mean it's more than just the defense though. Like like I said, Slacko really doesn't have much around him. That that big payday did hurt him. It hurt that franchise. I mean, it was just like when the Redskins got, got robbed of thirty six million a few years, a couple of years ago. I mean, it's hard it's hard to bring in talent when. You, you don't have the money to bring in that time to build around the franchise. Yeah, I was say, we're not going to talk about that because that was, that was a miscarriage of justice. That was a miscarriage and a travesty oh. of justice. Oh, oh. I was told, I've been told about that for the past four seasons. Like, I'm sorry, but, yeah, that was terrible. I mean – that I don't, I don't even know how that even happened during a non-cap year, but it's okay. It, it's so I do I do want to ask I do want to ask a question to to the big hurt. So hurt, I talked about it earlier, and I, unfortunately I didn't get the chance to catch the show earlier. But I just want to know, 
after this performance by Kirk Cousins this past Sunday, are you sold on him? Or are you still, you know, kind of like on wait and see? I'm not. I'm not sold on anything on this team. There's there's very few things on, that I'm sold on. I'm I'm pretty sold on Brashad Breeland. Um, that's really about it. Um, maybe Brandon Sheriff also. As far as Kirk Cousins goes, while I'm not sold on him, I feel like he's got to get the rest of the year. Like you've got to give him the rest of the year. Him and Jay Gruden is a package deal. That's the guy Jay Gruden campaigned for. That's the guy he made moves to get his quarterback. You've got to give them both the entire year, good or bad, has to be the whole thing before we can make a judgment. We haven't had a quarterback start 16 games um, for us in a long time, and um, it has to happen this year. has to be Cousins. I'm trying to say the last quarterback we had start a complete 16-game season might have been Jason Campbell in, what, 09? So, there, that is quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you you got to give them the whole year. And I don't, I don't care if it's multiple pick games. Um, you got to give them the whole year. I don't care if it's multiple three touchdown games. You got to give them the whole year before you make any decision. And then in the off season, um, one of them between Robert and Curry, you can't bring them both back. One of them gets a contract to compete for the starting job next year, um, and the other one goes their 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 own way. Both of them will be hot commodities this off season. Robert Griffin, there are about three teams that want him now. There are three teams that are just waiting for the season to be over to go make an offer to pick him up. Um, I think he will have a home in Texas. I think it's possible he will have a home in Tennessee. Um, I think he would possibly possibly have a home in Jacksonville. We know Chip Kelly's offense is tailor-made for him, and we know Jerry Jones will pick him up just to fuck with us. We know that. And Kirk Cousins, um, he will be a good backup in Atlanta. Uh, under Kyle Shanahan, and wherever Mike Shanahan lands. I think this is the year that Mike Shanahan gets a coaching job. Wherever he lands, Kirk Cousins will have a home there. Okay. I actually agree with you on the Mike Shanahan thing. I believe this will be the year that Mike Shanahan does return to coaching. Right now he's just chilling, still getting paid from Snyder. Um, Here's one home that I do see – I can see RG3 going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid knows how to deal with this talent. Absolutely. Exactly. Andy Reid knows how to bring the best out of his quarterback. Plus, with his style of play, it would actually match Andy Reid's offense. Plus, Andy Reid can pretty much groom him into the quarterback that he needs him to beat. Plus, I mean, Chiefs already got a established run game. I mean, if it's not Jamal Charles, you got you still got Niles Davis. I don't know, man. Now Davis carries so what got him diminished. Billy 
it was definitely an option for him. Because, I mean, like Brian said, I mean, Major said, I mean, Chip Shelley offense is tailored to all jump three strength, which it is. There's no denying that. Dallas, I can see that. For the simple fact that Jerry Jones has been a fan of RG3 since he was at Baylor and two, to fuck with the Redskins. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to ask you a question. I'd like to ask you a question um, to the entire, um, to everyone on, on, on the line right now. This is, my, this is one of my favorite questions, okay? Let's, let, let's say you guys pull all the strings. Let's say we pull all the strings here, okay? If you, if you could put RG3 on another team, right, where does he go? Just hands down. Like game over. You make. We all make the decision. You know, me personally, I put RG three out of Pittsburgh Steelers. I have like Big Ben, Mike Vick, and RG three. You know, that's, that's my thing. I don't know shit about sports, so I don't care. So my answer is invalid. But that's a great answer. But um, I would ask all all three of you gentlemen, if you could put RG three somewhere, is pluck him from the Redskins, pluck him from Daniel Snyder's space, and put him somewhere. Where does he go to where he's most the most effective? My top choices would be uh, the Kansas City Philly. For the simple fact that Andy Reid and Chip Kelly will play to his ability. They will cater to his strengths. Well, Chip Kelly's offense is already tailor-made for his strengths, but Andy Reid will actually groom him to be that successful quarterback. And will actually protect him from getting killed. I mean, Alex Smith is on his way out. Hate to say it, but he is, he's never been a actual Andy Reid type quarterback. And Alex Smith has always been a game manager opposed to a high offense type quarterback. So I can see him in Philly or Kansas City. Those are my top two, top two picks. That would be best for him to succeed. Um, I would have to agree. Um, I, I like the idea of Kansas City. I think the best place for him to go, I, I hate to say it, um, is going to be Dallas. I think Romo's got about two years left in him. On top of which, I think that between those two years, they would have no problem drawing up a few trick plays, um, a few wildcat options to get Robert on the field and use his athleticism. Um, plus, uh, Jerry Jones would definitely make use of the intel on Jay Gruden's offense that he would get from Robert. So I think, um, you know, him growing under t- – they, they don't have anything coming over the horizon when Tony Romo's done. I think him taking a five-year contract in Dallas, sitting under Tony Romo for two years, or even just like a year and a half, uh, would do wonders for his career. And, again, kid's only 25. He still has theoretically 15 years of football ahead of him. Well, at least 13. I mean, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I can see him learning from Rome. (laughs) I will say, I will say, it'll it'll be one of two teams in in the same division. 
Dallas or Philly. Now, I was originally, like, said not Dallas because of the Romo factor, but after he broke his collarbone yet again, I kind of figured that his time is very much running short. Even though they signed him to that long-term monster contract, I think his time is running short. Then you have, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, and then Philly, it's been said, the offense is so tailor-made for RG3. I mean, Bradford, Bradford can't do it. I'm sorry. Bradford can't do it. And Dirty Sanchez can't do it either. RG3, is t- his, 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 style, his athleticism, he is tailor-made for that offense. And he would really make that offense go, especially the fast pace that it goes. He would be perfect for that. So my, two, my picks will be, will be in the division, Dallas or Philly. And then he would get a chance to see the Redskins twice a year and show them, see, this is why y'all should y'all y'all pick me number two overall, but wasted me. I can't argue that. I will say though, if RG does leave DC, he's gonna harness for another thirteen years. I'm calling that now. He's gonna do. He's gonna hurt us for thirteen years. Hate to say it, but it's. I mean, it's true. Especially if he stays in the division, where we do have to see him twice a year. That's two times a year for thirteen seasons. Like, honestly, letting him go will possibly do some damage. I mean, I do trust him. I do trust Cat. He's done a great job so far. I would like to see what he does years down the road, but just watching him go somewhere else and succeed alone will be a heartbreaker. I think think the only way Jay Gruden loses his job um, quickly is if the the nightmare scenario, and we all know this, this is why they didn't want to trade Robert Griffin this year. The nightmare scenario if they trade Robert Griffin or they let him go at the end of the season and he goes somewhere and flourishes, the nightmare scenario is him in Philadelphia, 5-2, and two, and us here with Kirk Cousins, 2-5. and five. That's the nightmare scenario because we get to have this discussion every week, year after year. And that's 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 when Jay Gruden gets clipped. Real real quick, you guys, uh, just a bit quick breaking news. Uh, looks like the Washington Nationals have found a replacement for Matt Williams and the uh, in the name of Bud Black, uh, who used to be the manager uh, for the San Diego Padres. Uh, the the hiring hasn't been made public. It's based on, you know, some sort, according to multiple reports. Um, he was a finalist along with Dusty Baker for the position. And so he will, he will most likely be named the new uh, skipper for the Washington Nationals in the hopes that he will turn what was an underwhelming season last year where they went uh, 83 and 70, 79 and missed the playoffs to hopefully, you know, contend for a division championship. 
I mean, let's see if he could bring him back to two seasons ago. I mean, we just wanted to wait to see on that one. Yes, yes. But, okay. Uh, so, no one sees Jay Gruden getting clipped this, at the end of the season. I, Even the, I think- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.